0: Hello, hello, everyone. This is Kenny from the Big Sky State. I want to welcome you and thank you so much for joining me here on Cutting Fences. This is a podcast that advocates for the incredible people in the agricultural population who have suffered injuries, accidents, or have disabilities. Enjoy these amazing individuals' stories, experiences, equipment, life hacks, and more. This is a space molded to cultivate compassion, empathy, and support. So join my guests and I in eliminating barriers and uniting fields while we plant seeds of support to harvest humanity. Thank you so much for listening and I invite you to be so inspired. Everybody, welcome back to the Cutting Fences podcast. I have missed this so much, more than I ever would have even imagined. I've been kind of giddy all day to get back on and record. And I want to wish everyone a happy new year. Uh, 2021 has been amazing. Uh, My mom, growing up, always had a blessings jar and she'd throw a blessing in it every day. And then when she had rough days, she'd grab a blessing out and remember how blessed she was. Well, this year, I feel like I need a blessings barrel because it's been unreal. Um, and all due to all of you and all of my guests and I just can't thank you all enough for your support and I'm excited for 2022. Um, I have some big business stuff in the works and I can't wait to finally have my license and be able to go out in the state and treat individuals and, um, just really serve this population on a more holistic scale with occupational therapy and adaptive equipment uh, and all of that. Uh, It's a dream. And I'm also so excited because I have a lot of amazing guests also lined out already for the new year on the podcast. And the inspiration continues on the daily. Uh, And speaking of inspiration, my guest today has a story that will, I'm sure, blow you away. It has certainly blown me away. And it's such an honor to introduce my next guest, Cody Stepler. And Cody, I just want to thank you so much for being here and being willing to tell your story. Um, I'm excited to record this episode with you.
1: Absolutely. I uh, just thank you for having me and, and it's an honor. As you said, um, I'm Cody Stepler. Uh, I, I've grown up on our family's ranch. We're located in uh, southwest of Culbertson, Montana. It's, uh, that's located in the northwest corner of the state um and graduated from Culbertson High School in 2001 and uh then went on to receive my bachelor's degree um from MSU Bozeman in animal science um and then right after I graduated came back to uh to the family ranch and and have been here ever since um we're kind of a we are we used to do farming and ranching and we've kind of kind kind of just went on the ranching end of things and, and we really focus on um, the commercial cow calf side of things. And in 2014, we kind of expanded our our cow calf operation into a registered operation and, uh, and just, it's great. And doing it, doing it with my family. Um, Unfortunately, in, in 2009, we lost our, lost our dad, um, and then 2011 and lost her mom. So it's, it's been my brother and, and his wife and family, um, that have kind of taken over the, the family ranch and continued the family tradition. So, um, that's, that's just kind of a quick synopsis of, of everything that, that we've been through.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, um, and I'm sure that your parents are proud of you both. And I'm so happy that you have e- each other to continue their legacy on. And, and it's so fun. And that's why I really start out the podcast with starting to kind of dive into the agricultural side of things because everybody's egg story is a little different, it might be pretty similar in a lot of ways, but everybody lives a different story. And I like to just kind of share that piece of it because I think agriculture really ap- appreciates agriculture. So it's fun to kind of just hear the background of it all and then kind of dive into more of it. And, and speaking of uniqueness, you are living a pretty unique story for agriculture, um, following an injury and, and we'll kind of dive into that now. And this is something that you can lead the way on. I mean, I know it's vulnerable and it can be hard to talk about. So as little or as much information on this would be just perfect.
1: Yeah, sure. And it was, uh, it was actually on May 16th, 2002. Um, I kind of say my life, you know, it kind of changed, changed forever. Um, my brother and I were, we were out, um, gathering a bunch of cows and, and I was, you know, fairly young at the time and just, you know, doing one of those things that young people do just going too fast. And, And uh, and real little reckless and and ended up flipping the four wheeler over on top of me and and my brother was there thank goodness and he uh, he rolled it off me and and but it broke my back and and bruised my spinal cord and and so it left me paralyzed from the T eleven T twelve and so and after that they we we went to Minot. And, uh, um, my not North Dakota had surgery there. They got me all, all fixed up with kind of fuse my vertebrae together and, and, uh, and put a couple of titanium rods in my back. And then we were, we decided to, uh, go down to Craig Hospital down in, in Denver, Colorado was, was my next stop. And, you know, just, just going down there was, was great. I mean, it. it's, I don't know if you're familiar with Craig at all, but it's, it's one of those places like there's, there was probably, I don't know, 20 to 30 p- other people there with spinal cord injuries. And, and I didn't have any other, you know, broken bones. It was just my back. And I was able to start rehab right away. And you're, it, it's an eye opener. You know, you, you go there and you see, you, you see quadriplegics and, and you just have a, you have a tough time feeling sorry for yourself you know and, and I was able to get going and it's just such a great place to have occupational therapy and and they just they more or less teach you how to you know how to live your life with paralysis and uh and that was that was great not only from my standpoint but also from my family's standpoint um my at that point of my accident my mom and dad were still alive and and brother and sister and and I just had a great support system, you know, and that was, that was, you know, looking back on it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I could have done it without, you know, and that, uh, so and once I got done with Craig hospital, um, came back and, and the accident happened in between my freshman and sophomore year of college and, um, came back and, and just decided that this was what I was going to do. This is what I wanted to do. Um, obviously it, it, you know, it made it a little more difficult being the situation I was, but I still remember my dad was, it was actually in Minot when we were just talking about things. And he says, you know, is, is this what you want to do or what do you want to do? And I said, well, it's, I've only wanted to do one thing all my life and that's, that's ranch, you know, and And so he said, well, if that's what you're going to want to do, you know, we'll, we'll make it happen, you know, and, and my dad was one of those guys, like, you know, if he put his mind to it, he could accomplish anything. Mm -hmm. And so he, you know, made some adjustments and, and was able to come back and, and just continue to do what I love.
0: Wow. It's an amazing story and I admire your resilience and, and I am Getting very, very familiar with Craig actually because of all my guests. A lot of them have gone to Craig and share the same exact opinion on it as you do is that it was, it was the exact place that they needed to be in that moment and in that situation. And, and much like the rest of my guests, you share that um, feeling of empathizing for the, for others around you and kind of finding that strength within by seeing how other people's might have had it. Other people might have had it a little worse than you or in your eyes at the time, it might have seemed worse. And so you found strength in that and the faith and the courage to continue on working hard and rehab. And that's something that I really admire about all of you guys sharing that is just kind of picking yourself up and just continuing to go. And much like the rest of my guests, your support system was there and a big piece of that. And that's something that as occupational therapists, we try to really always remember the value of family centered care and how important the support, important the support system can be on the patient so thank you for sharing that story and and wow to go back to college and finish and and if you could share a little bit about that and I'm happy to have an MSU grad on here and right before a big game (laughs) (laughs) go but but if you want to talk about yeah that transition because it's hard to even wrap your mind around it to think of you know leaving college one year walking and doing everything, and then completely different circumstances to come back. And if you want to share that transition, I think it'd be very valuable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was, we had rented a place in Bozeman, um, actually in Belgrade, um, at the end of my freshman year, along with a couple other buddies. And so it was, there was going to be a commute there, you know, going from Belgrade to, to Bozeman. And, uh, but as far as as far as the classes and stuff, I mean, it was great. I mean, the professor, whether it's professors, your students, and, and a few of my roommates, you know, we had a lot of the same classes, which was very beneficial. Um, and I had, my brother was up there and actually my sister, she, when I was a sophomore, she, she was a freshman. So it was, uh, and then had multiple cousins up there. So it was, I mean, it was great. And, and I go back to the support system I had was, was phenomenal. Um, I, I still say, I think I'm probably the only one to, uh, ever take the, the advanced repro class of the AI and pregnancy testing class in a wheelchair at MSU Bozeman. <laughs> so that was, uh, but, uh-huh. but yeah, it was great. I've been fin- end up finishing up in four years and, uh, and, and then, then came back. But, um, yeah, just, a just a shout out to all the, you know, everybody that helped me, students, professors, um, family, friends, roommates. It was just, a, it, uh, it, I couldn't have done it without them, you know? And, yeah. and, uh, so that was, and it was just, it was four years that, that, uh, we'll never forget, you know, yeah. good, bad, or otherwise, but for mostly for the good. I mean, you just, you forge so many relationships that, that have spilled over, you know, after college. And, and, uh, so it's just, you know, I would, I would advise even if you know what you're going to do, whether it's a, you know, a trade school or just, just go out there go out in the world and, and meet people, you know, and, and, and forge some relationships and friendships and, and, uh, and that's just been very beneficial yeah as as we continue in the ranching world i guess
0: wow yeah and they say yeah you meet your lifelong friends in college and i believe that for sure and I I really love your side of it because it, it gives hope to people who want to do farming and ranching or continue with education or do anything post-injury. And I think that's kind of my biggest thing of this podcast and continuing and treating the, this population is that I never want people to get into this situation where they don't think it's possible because yeah. nowadays it is. And it's just finding your people in your corner and advocates and making it happen much like your dad said and that's my biggest thing is I just never want anybody to give up on it because there's ways to work around it. It's hard work. It's not easy. And I'm sure you know that more than anybody. Um, sure. But I just want, want people to know that it's possible. And and something really that makes it possible these days is equipment and the equipment that's out there and what equipment you've used or even just one piece that's really been a game changer for you in the agricultural world as far as adaptive equipment goes. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, the
1: first few years after, after I I, I got hurt, came back, and and was very involved on the ranch, but didn't have a lot of adaptive equipment. A lot of the stuff that we used, you know, probably wasn't OSHA approved, but it <laughs> uh, it got the job done um, and was and was great. And then in uh, 2006, I got my lift from Life Essentials, um, that my my pickup lift, and that just uh, that opened up a, a whole new world for me. I mean, whether it was swathers or front wheel assist or four wheel drive tractors, uh, combines, you know, I mean, it was, it was anything I could, I could pull up to it and, and, uh, get into it by myself. I didn't need anybody help and it was just absolutely great. Um, and it it is kind of ironic as far as equipment goes. I mean, I, I got hurt on a, on a four wheeler, but to be honest with you, I mean, I, I don't know what I would do without a four-wheeler now. I mean, I think I probably put 7,500 miles on a four-wheeler a year, you know, I mean, whether it's checking cows or riding pens in the feedlot or, you know, just moving cows. it just, yeah. I use it for absolutely everything. Um, so, I mean, that has been a, you know, a blessing. Um, my lift has been been great. I have a journeyman wheelchair from Life Essentials and was just thinking this morning, you know, and, and your questionnaire of like, what is my most valuable piece of equipment? And I just, it kind of depends on the time of year really. I mean, I, this morning I, I hopped on a four wheeler and went and rode through pens and, and came back and got my wheelchair and my electric wheelchair and went over to the shop and got in my lift and, and, uh, and then gotten, gotten our tractor and went and fed cows, you know, and it's, uh, it's an IBT tractor, John Deere. And I mean, that, that's another piece of equipment that it's just amazing. I mean, there's actually, there's no adaptive equipment on it whatsoever. I don't, and it's just, it's just the way the transmission works. And, uh, and it's, it's been phenomenal. Um, and then that that goes with the swathers and combines and everything too. I mean, we do spend a lot of time in a tractor, whether it's, you know, feeding in the wintertime, um, and rake and rake and hay. I don't do a lot of baling. That's one thing. My mother, she was just an advocate of you know you can run a lot of equipment, but we all know how balers. If there's one piece of equipment that you know tends to whether it fires or whatever, it's, it's yeah. a baler. So I I will bale, but it uh, I always hear my mother's voice in the in the back of my head saying you know if you if you don't have to, maybe let's stay out of that one. But yeah, <laughs> um, but it's I, I do a lot of swathing and hiking hay, and and it just uh, it's been it's been great you know as far as a lift that is able to get me in and out of all that equipment um, but so as far as a favorite piece of equipment it's just really really tough to narrow down I mean it's yeah. just like I couldn't do it without any of them you know and and I have a, a Ford half ton pickup or actually a ton pickup that both of them we have one with a bale bed and then my just kind of run around vehicle mm-hmm. is it's uh, it's just got the suicide door and I have a folding chair and I uh, I'm able to, you know, take the cushions off it and fold it up and pull it in the back seat and, and just kind of take off and go. So, um, I mean, and so thank goodness that, that Ford has that, has that, you know, option of that suicide door, because if, if they didn't, it would be, you know, it would make my life a lot tougher. And I always tell the story, it was, Back in the early two thousands, Ford had the same sort of suicide door and uh but in the back seat there was like one small seat on the driver's side and then there was a bigger seat on the on the passenger side. And my dad wrote to Ford and said, You know, my son's in a wheelchair and he he uses drives drives a Ford pickup and would love if he could pull the chair in the back and still have, you know, another seat in the back. So, and then shortly after that, he took credit for it, whether it was him or not, (laughs) you know, but it, uh, they flip-flopped and able to have, you know, an extra seat in the back and and pull my chair in there. So it, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been great. And I mean, um, so yeah, as far as equipment goes, it's just been, you know, whether it's the four wheelers or the lifts or my journeyman wheelchair, I mean, it just, uh, it's, just couldn't do it without him I guess and then and then all the equipment or whatever so um yeah it's it's been great
0: yeah wow that's very cool I love that your dad wrote them (laughs) I would would bet the credit's his for sure yeah yeah (laughs) that's too good to be coincidence that's for sure um, and, and the fun thing about it too, is that I've learned so much about more equipment that's out there because there's always some overlap, but everybody has a little bit different of a setup, which that's, what I think is cool too. And good for people to know is that if one piece isn't going to fit you, then there's plenty more out there. So, um, it's just important to just kind of advocate for yourself and not give up because there's a lot of options and, and, and it makes it possible, like you say, and it's a combination of having several pieces, but you, like you said, you couldn't do what you do without them. And I just, I, I love adaptive equipment and just equipment as a whole for things like this and making it possible and functional for farmers and ranchers with disabilities. Um, And then I guess just kind of to wrap things up, I always ask um, my guests to give a little piece of advice, uh, advice for somebody who might be going through something that you've been through or just kind of struggling with a tough time in general. Um, Life can get hard at times, and that's something that I really try to advocate for is just people need people. And, and I think, uh, somebody that's gone through it and hearing your advice is really valuable for others. So,
1: yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's tough. I I always say, you know, keep your chin up and, and try to smile. It's, you know, anything worth achieving is going to be tough. And, um, if you don't have a great support system, you know, reach out to somebody, um, and I know the reaching out is it's easier said than done. Um, but I guarantee you, you know, if, if you were in a tough spot that there, there is somebody out there that would, you know, be more than willing to help, um, you know, whether, whether it's me or you, or, you know, and, and, and we can have a, you know, don't be afraid to give people my, my name and number two, you know, and, and, and that's, I mean, that's what, that's what we're all here for. You know, I've, I've been blessed, you know, with whether it's people coming back. One thing I didn't mention about Craig was, I mean, they have a great, they have a great hospital, but one thing they, they, they want you to come back for reevals, you know, and, and I made so many friendships and people that, you know, had been injured for for years and have been out into the real world and then was able to lean on them. So if that's something that that I can be, you know, of help to somebody would be would be great. Um so just kinda kind of helping out in in that instance.
0: Yeah. And I, and I appreciate that. And that's something that I've, I've always held as kind of a cornerstone of what this business is and what it might become is that I've created kind of this support network of individuals who understand it for people who might be new to injury or anything like that. So I appreciate you being willing to tell your story on here and willing for people to reach out and for you to be there. And, and I'm the same way. If there's anybody that you you think uh, could use my support, I'm always open to all of that. And anyone listening to the same goes for all of you, but Just to kind of spice it up and to close um, the podcast, I'm kind of trying to add a little something here and there this year to kind of spice things up. But since it's the new year and we're ringing in um, this new year with your podcast, it'll be the first one to launch for season two of Cutting Fences. I want to ask you what your favorite place you ever rang in the new year was.
1: Oh boy, that's that's a tough one. I can't say I coached and coached basketball in Culbertson for quite a few years. And, and I always wanted to have a midnight practice, you know, of, <laughs> of like, so just to make sure those boys were behaving themselves.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I don't think I ever, I was, I was a lot, I was a bigger talker than, than I was. You know, <laughs> but I, uh, just, just spending time with family and friends. I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of a lame answer, but I can't really think of a, a great place off the top of my head, but it just, uh, I just so enjoy socializing with family and friends and, and uh, so, yeah, I guess that, that would probably be,
0: be my answer. So I love it. That's, that would be pretty much my answer as well. So I get it. Cody, I just want to thank you again so much for being on here and telling your story and thank you for doing what you do in agriculture. Um, I commend you for being resilient and doing it every day despite injury and disability and I just appreciate what you do and who you are um so thank you so much
1: yeah, thanks so much for having me Kendra and thanks for everything that you are doing as well i mean it's uh it's this day and age with all the all the social media and and everything and and just being able to to get a voice out there you know and and to uh give somebody an option of of somebody they can touch keep in contact with and so that's that's amazing. And so just keep, keep doing what you're doing.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. And that's what it's all about for me. So, and thank you everybody for tuning in and stay tuned for season two ahead. Thank you so much. I want to give a very special thank you to all my incredibly generous sponsors. This truly would not be possible without you. I appreciate you and your commitment to the agricultural community my wonderful list of sponsors includes Joyce Fuel and Beads, Montana Cattlemen's Association, Helena Agra Enterprises, Hoven Equipment Company, Stockman Bank, and Neutralix. Thank you all so much. New sponsors to my list include Wilbur Ellis.